It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It seems like Auburn's closer to adding another offensive tackle. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday to all who celebrate as we have John Garcia, Locked On recruiting expert here with us. And John, it's always fun when we get a commitment that puts out a new list and Auburn's in it. And sometimes the lists are like top 19. I saw that the other day, which is a little ridiculous. Don't even make a list at that point. But we saw Isaiah Autry, a 2024 three-star offensive tackle, 6'7", 275-pound kid, Mississippi kid, uh, put Auburn in his top five. It was Auburn, Florida State, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, and Bama. I know it's a three-star, but that's a solid list of schools. Um, your thoughts? on Isaiah Autry and Auburn's footing in this recruitment. Well, like you said, Zach, that offer list isn't really matching some of the rankings associated with Autry, but he's kind of hitting his stride right now. A lot of schools are are getting eyes on him and kind of offering on the spot. He's picked up a ton over the last few months, uh, but it was obviously big for Auburn to get him on campus for, for A-Day. This was his first trip to the Plains, and obviously his his – Top group came out right after that, so I don't think you, you land in there if you're Auburn without uh, that first impression. So that was, uh, mm-hmm. I think, a really big deal. And look, we know the Auburn element of this is new just in terms of that program, that campus and all of that, but the relationship with Jake Thornton is is really longstanding. Multiple years, one of his early 24 targets at Ole Miss, uh, of mm-hmm. course, uh, in-state recruit for him at the time, so that relationship is carried over quite well um and then Autry's this six foot seven kind of developmental guy you know a prospect that recognizes already hey my best ball is maybe two three years down the line and I think Thornton's track record even recently at Ole Miss and developing some of those maybe less you know highly coveted guys that's something that really stands out to Autry in addition to just the interpersonal relationship the two have and I thought it was big for Auburn to get him around everyone else. Hugh Freeze on down uh, with the coaching staff uh, on a day like like A Day itself. So Auburn's firmly in this thing. And, and Isaiah told me this week, Zach, he's still kind of taking it slow. You know, I think he wants to commit before his senior season, but he's just not ready to commit to a bunch of visits or anything like that sure. in the summer. So very much taking this thing one step at a time. And that top five was kind of a breath of fresh air, sigh of relief for Autry. So if it is going to be a bit of a longer play, I think that only increases Auburn's chances because obviously Ole Miss is the in-state school, plenty familiar there. And then some of the newer players, Alabama, Auburn, Oklahoma in particular, uh, I think are going to get their due diligence going forward. So I do think the longer it goes, it's probably the best news for all of the non-Ole Miss schools in this race. Seen a few folks that seemed like their opinion would matter on this situation kind of speculate and say, It really kind of feels like it's Auburn and Ole Miss. On three's prediction machine, however that works, they've got Ole Miss up by a good bit. Then Auburn, I think Ole Miss is like 49%. Auburn's like 16%. Then everybody else is a lot smaller. 
Do you get the vibe that all five of these schools are in it, John? Or do you think it's probably Ole Miss, then Auburn, then a big drop-off after that? That's probably the order today, if Autry was yeah. to put it out, just in terms of where he is most comfortable. Uh, again, getting, getting that full Auburn experience I think was important for him. With Alabama, not sure where he stands on the board. FSU was in it very early for him. Haven't seen a lot of traction lately. And then Oklahoma's kind of piquing his interest, right? He's He's got to uh, explore that a little bit more, uh, sort, sort of like Auburn in this mm -hmm. regard. Just one visit to each of, of those two programs. But the relationships at Auburn are obviously much further along for Autry. So, yeah, I think if it were today – Ole Miss and Auburn would be the front runners, and, and they're two of the three closest to home on top of that. So I think that matters here as well with, with what looks like kind of a regional recruitment. Yeah, yeah. No, that Jake Thornton hire continues to look more and more impressive as time goes on. Props to Hugh Freeze for seeing that. And then just the value of getting talent to Auburn from the state of Mississippi. It always seems like there's a few guys in every team. It's like they're key dudes. Um, so that's, um, that's great. Maybe Isaiah... Autry is uh, in the next group. Uh, before we talk about guys, uh, you know, that could potentially flip, and it seems like we talk about this every week, John, but I think it's relevant. Uh, before we get to that, though, there are two guys from Texas that uh, that several listeners reached out and wanted to get information on. Let's start with Terry Bussey. I don't think we've talked about him on the show before. He's a Timpson, Texas native. He's 5'10". Some places have him at 5'11". Five-star kid. Auburn just recently offered him, and so maybe there's some buzz. They offered him on uh, about two or three weeks ago, on the 22nd of March. What are you hearing about Terry Bussey? His offer list is pretty much every school <laughs> that has a college football program, but um, did Auburn get into this too late? What, what are your thoughts on this? I, I don't think it's too late here. Uh, Bussey's talking about making his first – Auburn visit now that that offer is in hand uh he's he's like you said extremely coveted coast to coast I mean this is like you said a five-star 10 500 meter guy who's this quarterback wide receiver hybrid on Friday nights and man it translates the the production the touchdowns they're they're just gaudy I mean 70 plus rushing touchdowns in, in his prep career from, from the QB position just gaudy numbers across the board here so naturally a lot of schools want to be in on Bussy. Um, AM recently hosted him. You know, Texas is in it. Naturally, those schools closer to home are, are going to be longtime players for him. But he's branching out a little bit more with some of these external visits. And Auburn, like you said, has done as, as good a job as any program in America with getting elite talent on campus. So you, you can't flip or you can't gain traction with a recruit that you might be quote unquote out of it for until you get them on campus. And, and really that box has been checked across the board for Auburn and in the late stages of 23 and certainly now in the full stage of the 2024 cycle. So it's one of those where you, you get on campus and you see what happens thereafter. You know, Auburn's got a young um, offensive staff with, with a dynamic desire to move fast and score a lot of points. So if you mm -hmm. are a wide receiver, particularly one that has some versatility where you could just hand the ball to a kid like Bussy, you know, that's going to be something that appeals to you. So I do think the implementation of all of that is, is going to be important in this pitch in particular, but obviously human wise, you got to get on campus. You got to check it out and, and see what, what it looks like, how you feel there before you could really move forward with uh, more consideration. All right. The other Texas guy, we, we have talked about him before Casey Poe, mm -hmm. uh, four-star interior Offensive lineman, 6'5", 280 pounds. You got to love that from Lindale, Texas. He was on Auburn's campus about, about a month ago. 
John, we talked about, uh, I think we talked about him last when Auburn, uh, I think Auburn offered him. And so that, I think that's when we started talking about him the first time, but seemed like he'd be a great fit, right? I mean, those, I think we compared him to Braden Smith or, or right. I did. I think you agreed, but, um, what's the latest with Casey Poe? Are you hearing anything? Yeah, he's, he's starting to set up more visits deeper into the summer. After that first Auburn trip, he was hinting at coming back. He didn't quite know exactly when he would be able to do so. Uh, but I do think before his recruitment comes to a close, he'll get to Auburn. And, and my inclination is that it's more, more than likely it'll come in the form of an official visit because he's another one kind of like Bussy, where a lot of the schools closer to home have been on him for quite some time. So he's familiar with Austin. He's familiar with College Station. He's familiar with Norman. So the schools outside of that footprint, in my opinion, are going to have a higher uh, percentage chance to land an official visit from Poe, who's another one kind of like Bussy, where it's like he's he seems like he's taking his time, even yeah. though um, he's a coveted player who can commit to a bunch of schools at any point. He's another one that appears to be taking his time. But that first Auburn impression back in March, as you said, went really well. Uh, and and I, I think since that point, Auburn has become much more of a, a player for his services. So it's a bit of a wait and see with Poe and, and another one where if it does continue to extend, you feel good about Auburn's chances since they were a little bit later to the game than than most, which is, again, natural when you're a brand-new coaching staff. When will a flip come, and how important are flips in regards to Hugh Freeze landing a top-10 recruiting class in 2024? And also, was A-Day a win on the recruiting front? We get John's thoughts on those things in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. I tell you what, speaking of flips, I flip in excitement for Built Bar. When you're ever, uh, whenever you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugars and calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever that is built. You've got to try this. They also have um, Built Puffs, which are also very, very delicious. But what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered 100% in real decadent, delicious hot chocolate. They've got a ton of flavors churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Got a lot of coconut flavors that people are into. I'm just not, I'm not nuts for coconuts, but you can head over to built.com to check them out, or you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and uh, several other grocery stores now carrying Built Bar. And of course, you can head over to built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. John, we talk about it every week, but like I said, it's important. There are so many guys that are on flip watch. And... You can tell both Auburn media and Alabama media are constantly asking the questions and both of these guys prop to them. They're pretty consistent with their messaging. They're not given, they're not really giving anything away. Still saying that they are solidly committed to Alabama, but Auburn's making it difficult. I mean, they've been saying that for months now, but let's start with Perry Thompson, the wide receiver, <clears throat> excuse me, the wide receiver from Foley, the five-star guy, six, three around 200 pounds would be a dynamic piece to this class. Um, your thoughts on uh, on Perry Thompson still uh, still still on flip watch? I guess. I think you're muted, John. 
Good old technology. There we go. Sweet. Of, of back. the Bama commits, I think Thompson is still, like we've talked about, the, the more likely flip candidate for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, the visits are consistent. And when he was there for A-Day and even before, he got to link up with Walker White. You know, I think that is where yeah. you could start to see a little bit of a difference from Auburn's pitch compared to some of the other schools that are either trying to flip Thompson or just win in recruiting in general, when the QB gets involved that consistently, and Walker said they connected before A Day as well, you know, I think that starts to ramp up some of that chemistry and, and natural rapport, just human to human. But obviously, when you start to look at it from an X's and O standpoint, it's like, hey, in theory, this is the guy that's going to be delivering me the football. So he's one that I should, uh, you know, yeah. build a relationship with. So either way, it appears as if the Thompson and White connection is, is going to continue to push and grow. Uh, going into the the true offseason, if you will, in the sport. And I think that's that's why this is going to be a battle until the, the papers are signed, uh, whether mm -hmm. it's digital or real, uh, real signatures with a real pen. This is going to be a classic Iron Bowl battle. It really just feels like it uh, all the way through. And, and like I said, I think he's a little bit more likely right now than Sterling Dixon, who's another mobile area guy. Um, but he's he's looks like he's a little bit more solid to Bama just based on some of the things he's saying. But like you also said, Zach, nobody's giving away a ton. It's it's not like, hey, I'm gonna stop taking visits, I won't be at Auburn, etc. It's it's very much a, a to be continued across yeah. the board. So I think both of those Bama commits in particular are certainly worth keeping track of. Yeah, and Sterling Dixon, I, I think is an interesting one. I, I go on mobile radio every week, so obviously they're very interested in what he's going to do and they continue to ask about that. But just, you know, a position where like, you're going to, I mean, he may not start because of Keldrick, but if, I mean, if he's an edge, like you're talking about coming in and being the number two guy in pass rushing situations like day one. And I mean, you, you're going to play your second best pass rusher a million snaps a game. So <laughs> I'm sure that's got to be part of the pitch, right, John? Absolutely. The on-field pitch is, is pretty clear uh, at Auburn at certain positions and edges like you, you've talked about plenty of times. It's one of those accelerated ones from, from, from the personnel standpoint, regardless of, of who joins in the portal or, or via recruiting in 24, a guy like Sterling Dixon is going to have an opportunity. So I think that uh, combined with continued visits and, and really all the turnover back at Bama, you know, I think that's something to keep an eye on here. Uh, multiple assistant coaches are, are gone. Uh, including mm -hmm. the defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, who's now at Ole Miss. So it's not like he took a step back because of that. But naturally, again, you you lose a coordinator and two assistants beyond that in a short time, and you have to re recalibrate a little bit. So he's getting to know some of the newer coaches there uh, at Alabama. He has known Kevin Steele for quite some time, who has a ton of ties to Mobile, of course. Uh, so I do think that br brought a little bit of familiarity uh, for Dixon, but uh, the other coaches, he's still very much trying to build a rapport with. Uh, so I do think that's an interesting factor. And Dixon, compared to Thompson, is talking about official visits much more, including mm -hmm. one to Auburn. You know, he's basically saying Auburn is a strong number two right now. They're going to get an official visit. I'm going to continue to build with the Tigers. Uh, so anytime that is out there, I, I do think it's it's worth watching. And, and Bama fans should continue to keep their head on a swivel with these two and, and maybe more because this is going to be if and when it happens, because it will happen at some point, right. this is going to be a, a primary storyline in the, in the state of Alabama for, for years to come. It appears. Sure. So when you look at and project the, the final makeup 
of this class, and I know there's a million variables that go into this, John. How do you expect the percentage of flips in Hugh Freeze classes moving forward, and I guess the one that we already saw, versus like what we saw under Malzahn and then the two years under Harson? I don't know if there was a flip under Harson, but what what are you expecting that? Or okay, now that Hugh Freeze is here, you know, maybe for 25 and beyond, they're actually on top of it. And so it's far enough out where like they don't have to worry about, you know, catching up, I guess. Do you expect this trend to be as solid like, okay, we're just going to have to flip everybody all the time, or do you expect that to slowly go away? It, it won't go all the way away because recruiting is, is so fluid. Sure. You're, you're going to have prospects flip away from you, and you're probably going to be a player to flip a recruiter to, even if, if you're not you know solely focused on that part of, of the game. But look, the end of the 23 cycle, it was like every single get was a flip. So you, you understand there were that eight? it's certainly – Right. It's 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 a high probability that you'll see a lot of that in 24. Mm -hmm. I think 40 percent of the class could have been committed elsewhere at one point by the time this one is all said and done. And that number wow. will slowly go down because, yeah, the staff is actually in place and evaluating multiple classes at once and doing all the things that great recruiting programs do. But it doesn't mean it's ever going to go away. Uh, the, the ability to close, the ability to win on the visits are something that translates all the way through. So if we're talking about how great Auburn is doing in, in March and April, imagine what kind of visits and packages and closing ability they might have if they're doing this in December and January, conversely. So I do think that the flip game is going to be a big part of this class uh, one way or another. And, and the trend of it overall in, in college football has not gone away at all. Sure. If anything, it's picked up. Uh, more kids flip. Some kids make two or three commitments before they they sign a sig uh, signature, and and sometimes it happens in a couple of days, right? You know, Peyton Bowen last year was committed to Notre Dame on signing day, announces for Oregon, mm -hmm. and then the day after that, fax the papers to Oklahoma. So I mean, it, it really gets crazy when you're talking about uh, teenagers it's that are coveted by programs with a ton of money and resources and and prominence towards uh towards Sundays which obviously Auburn overlaps with a lot of those categories. Do you think that's the personality like just big picture? Do you think that's the personality of like the way 16 and 17 year old kids are right now or do you think it's NIL? Look, NIL is a huge factor. There's there's really no way around that. Um, e even if it's, uh, let's say, a 10% factor in a given recruitment's race, that's a big number. You know, that's that's something that really can sway you in the end because if two programs appear dead even and one you know has a better NIL package, just, again, going back to the human element of this, would you not go with that program in the end? You know, so that does matter. And, and all of that has fluctuated, right? How much has Auburn flipped its percentage from or perception from an NIL standpoint? You know, it's happening at different places. Florida's mm -hmm. repairing their NIL image after the Jaden Rashada deal from last year. Yikes. So everybody's at a bit of a different place with NIL, but there's no doubt that it does factor in. And I do think as time goes on, Zach, more of these kids will be more upfront about it. Because right now it's, it's kind of cliche to assume it's a, a big factor, but kids don't want to talk about it as much. And as these rules sort of evolve and and become a little bit more transparent, I do think it's going to be a, a normal part of the conversation, you know, a couple of years down the road. Was A-Day a success from a recruiting standpoint? We'll get John's thoughts on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn.
want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. And also check out all of our written work at auburndaily.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John, A-Day hosted a lot of kids, a lot of five stars, a lot of four stars in multiple classes, but it was disgusting. The rain was gross. It was just crummy, crummy weather. What are you hearing from these kids that uh, that attended? Um, did they care that it was gross to stand outside? They were just happy to be there. How did Auburn do this weekend, you think? Well, you would think football players would be okay with standing outside in the rain a little bit. And we did see some reports of some that are trying to get out of out of Dodge there, uh, which, which happens. That's normal. Sometimes it's over the kid's head. Hey, mom and dad want to go. You got to go. Um, mm-hmm. But with the, the bulk of recruits that visited, from what I've seen to this point, it was a, a positive. It was like, hey, this is, you know, this is what football is. This is a part of the game. And uh, I think Walker White joked about like Perry Thompson playing in the rain a little bit, even though he got cold after that. So, you know, this is this is a normal part of it. Obviously, from a recruiting standpoint, when you think of the kids and their families and just kind of the aesthetics, obviously you would have preferred, you know, 70 and sunny, but uh, that's not what, what Auburn got for uh, its A day. But the roster of names was impressive um and you hit a lot of marks within that not only with Mm -hmm. a bunch of commits coming back uh, including white who we've mentioned a few times but you got some some big time recruits on campus for the first time or the first time in a while like your your cam coleman's of the world and that's always important uh even even if they're close to home uh you got to get them on campus consistently especially at that at that high school central phoenix city so um i think even just getting coleman on campus and furthering your status with guys that you've been in the mix for while establishing with the Isaiah Autrys of the world, I do think it was a win, even though I was a little bit surprised to not see a verbal commitment come out of A-Day in particular. Uh, I do think we'll see some kids end up as Auburn Tigers that happened to be there that day, though. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised nobody popped this past weekend and almost felt like a little bit of a bummer. It's like, oh, because there's so many dudes that are so close to to committing and like Joe Phillips kicking it down the road a little bit. I think that's something. And I think it's actually today uh, where he's going to drop a top five. I think I saw that somewhere. I think, could be will make it. I think so. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, and then like uh, Collins, you know, the former, uh, the former Bama commit that's, uh, you know, the tight end slash H back. Like yeah, he, it seems he like he's pretty watched before he decommitted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it seems like there's just several dudes where it's like, all right, you know, we got to be close on some of these guys. And, you know, maybe it's maybe it's calculated behind the scenes. Maybe they want all want to do it at the same time or close together to kind of get some momentum going. I, I don't know. I don't know, John. But with this staff and the emphasis they're putting on recruiting strategy, like I'm not putting it past them. Yeah, let's let's not freak out about that to to any degree. Uh, I agree with you. A lot of this stuff has to do with optics and perception as much as fans don't want to hear it. Yeah, there are some calculated plays here. Um, so if a recruiter too told Hugh Freeze at A Day, "Hey, I'm I'm ready to be a Tiger." 
there could have been a secondary part of that conversation that says, well, when do you want to announce it? When should we announce it? And, and, and then other conversations happen from there. So I don't think we should take too much away from that or really worry at this point. The foundation mm-hmm. of the class is strong. You've got your QB1 as all these other dominoes fall. Um, and then you'll go into the offseason with uh, a big slate of official visits to be expected in the month of June. Sure. John, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's uh, Who do you think's the next to commit and join the Sovereign class? Well, I still think Phillips. I know I said that last time. I mean, he's close to home. I know he's dropping the top five probably as we speak here, but um, Auburn's going to be there. Uh, whether he's got to do some due diligence with other programs, you understand it. You know, how much is is Georgia? How much is Bama pushing here? Um, and then conversely, what about Demarcus Riddick? The Georgia commitment, I think he's one uh, to continue to track from the Auburn perspective. The in-state schools both appear to be pushing uh, a little bit more for him. I do think something like that uh, will resonate. But, yeah, I mean, I got to go with the low-hanging fruit, the guy closest to campus in Tuskegee there uh, with, with Mr. Phillips. Yep, sure. John, how can people check out everything you've got going on, buddy? Well, uh, your colleagues here at Locked On uh, are keeping me busy, and we're talking ball at every level on Twitter as well. John Garcia underscore JR is where you can find me. Once again, you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 